I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One Kiss Means Forever. This is the podcast where you're going along your merry life and all of a sudden something unexpected happens and you are in the midst of someone who owns half of your property and you may not like them, but they're like super Wall Street people and you're, you love them, but you also hate them. And that's exactly why we talk about these movies. We love them, but we also might not like them very much. Um, anyway, uh, we're talking about your favorite made-for-TV romances, the kinds that you find on Hallmark Lifetime and all those various other places you can find TV yes. movies. Yeah, so it's it's March uh and it we've hit the uh it's almost like the doldrums of winter, like <laughs> ready for winter to be over. But like winter is like but I want to be here and maybe I'll never leave again. It's clinging on for dear life. <laughs> Uh, and it also tends to be a, like, there's not really anything thematic to discuss in made-for-TV movie land, specifically. Yeah, it's that it's that lull between Valentine's and spring. Yeah. You're right. It's not, it's nothing. So we thought about it, and we yeah. decided we're going to try something. And that trying something is do one of their trilogies. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna discuss a trilogy yeah uh because i mean why not we're gonna do all three of these movies so we are starting with the very first one all of my heart we're doing Uh all of the all of my heart (laughs) oh yes all of the all of my heart exactly (laughs) yay we will have different takes on each movie i suppose um, so we're going to start with the first one, which is just called All of My Heart. And it originally aired on February 14th, 2015. So this Cute. was a Valentine's movie, which is kind of why we're sticking this trilogy here, because they they don't stick to a season. They True, they don't. It. You're right. Um, so this is the... Synopsis per Hallmark. A young caterer's life suddenly changes course when she inherits a country home and learns she must share it with a career-obsessed Wall Street trader. At first, these opposites do not attract, but feelings begin to change when they find themselves having to work side-by-side to restore their newly acquired home. And it stars Lacey Chabert and Brennan Elliott. Maybe the most paired up pair on Hallmark. Yeah, and and in their own right, heavy hitters with Hallmark. Yeah, Yeah. like heavy Hallmark heavy heavy hitters that are paired together. I can think of off the top of my head nine movies that they've starred in together. (laughs) Besides this and Crossword Puzzle, they also did a Christmas movie with Mariah Carey. Maybe we'll discuss You know I never saw that one. (laughs) (laughs) And now I regret that it's not Christmas. I just have to wait till July now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's talk about the movie that started it all with these two people, the Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers of Hallmark. (laughs) Jenny, played by Lacey Chabert, is a chef, or at least she wants to be. 
She's currently working as a sous chef to an overbearing, somewhat mean, maybe based on Gordon Ramsay type man. While he acknowledges that she is good, he also doesn't want her to do any experimenting or changing of recipes, which, since it's his kitchen, seems fair, but she is not happy being there. They are catering an event hosted by someone Jenny went to school with who is bitchy enough to make Jenny feel bad about where her life is at that moment. (laughs) But it's fine, because Jenny is certain her boyfriend, Daryl, is going to propose, and she's going to have the perfect life. She gets all dressed up for dinner, and it turns out that, no, he has gotten a new job and is going to travel a lot. Uh, Isn't this, like, the most exciting thing ever? She's never going to see him again. He's going to be traveling all the time. (laughs) Promotions. So Jenny realizes that this is not at all what she wants in her life, and she breaks up with him. Uh, timing is on her side, though, because essentially immediately after that, gets a call about a house that she has inherited in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. And in case you forget this, they tell you it's in Bucks County conservatively 75 million times. Conservatively, on the <laughs> lower end of the estimation. <laughs> but remember, Bucks County, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I don't think they actually ever say Pennsylvania. You have to know it's Pennsylvania. It's yeah. ju- they just say Bucks County as if that's like a thing people know. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so Jenny decides that she is going to leave her job, move to her inherited house, and turn it into a bed and breakfast. Sounds like a good, if not necessarily well thought out plan. But there is one major hitch. She has inherited the house jointly with someone else, a stockbroker named Brian, played by Brennan Elliott. He wants to sell the house immediately, get his money, and get back to Wall Street. He does not have time for this. But he's a wealthy man and can do a good deed, letting Jenny buy him out over time. Lovely. So Jenny starts getting the BNB ready. In order to make some money while dealing with, like, the setup and fixing everything, blah, 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 she starts to sell some of her baked goods at the local coffee shop, making friends along the way. Bucks County is just like a good fit for her. It works as her new home base. But then, one night, who should show up trying to break in but Brian? He's been unceremoniously fired from his job, having taken the fall for his boss, and can no longer work on Wall Street. He will get a job back in New York eventually, but for now, he needs to stay in the house that he technically still owns half of. Jenny is not happy, but what can she do? What can she do? Because when you get fired from your job, that means you have no apartment either. I'm very confused about this, but we'll get into it. (laughs) (laughs) So their house in Bucks County is old. And has gone unlived in for quite some time, so has a lot of those old uninhabited issues. Their water goes out, and it's going to cost them like $5,000 to fix it. And Brian, who is like not having that, decides all of a sudden he's a fix-it guy. He's going to be the plumber and DIY a potential commercial business. (laughs) He makes friends with Tommy, who is the local general store owner slash plumber slash carpenter guy slash like man about town 
he basically is everything that Brian is not. He is the mixed Mr. Fix-It of the town. Um, but Tommy is nice and he talks him through how to do the plumbing. And while Brian does actually manage to fix it, it's not a perfect job because now the plumbing makes a singing noise when used. <laughs> I thought you were going to go, <laughs> Instead, I, I started to kind of do Into the Woods and then changed my mind. <laughs> Brian and Jenny, having dealt with the plumbing issue like antagonistic friends, start to do some things together. Brian hasn't been able to get a new corporate job yet, so he's taken to helping Jenny start up the B&B. She cooks. He handyman's sort of. <laughs> it's like a joke that he's very bad at it. They both clean and take care of the goat, Gabby, who came with the property. Like, since he's not very good, like, it's just sort of a charm that he has. And Jenny, while knowing that he's bad at it, allows him basically the joys of trying like a good supportive partner yeah he seems so proud he's like look what i did she's like very nice shut up (laughs) (laughs) so brian is becoming more of a b&b owner type man he's helpful to a point making friends about town and he cares about gabby the goat enough to stay up all night to help deliver her kids kids are baby goats is cute um he's starting to make a new kind of life for himself that he sees jenny being a part of um it's brian's idea that jenny should try and sell more of her baked goods as as supplemental income so he puts his mba to good use and comes up with a plan to have her sell in more shops and get a distributor life is getting busy 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 and plus brian and jenny are starting to catch the feels for each other but wait before that goes too far, here comes Daryl. Daryl. <laughs> he's back. He misses Jenny and, uh, you know, he, he wants her back. And he's willing to do anything to make that happen. Except, you know, I think move to Bucks County. <laughs> <laughs> and Jenny is unsure, but not completely dismissive of the idea. Because, you know, she was like, I want to marry this man not that long ago and brian threatened asks his friend what to do about it and they universally answer that he needs to marry jenny just get her off the market just just marry the girl (laughs) Uh, he's a bit skeptical as that feels like a huge step for two people who aren't actually together at this point (laughs) but does give him some of the push he needs to figure out his own feelings. Yeah. So one rainy night, the roof starts leaking. Jenny and Brian leave their respective rooms to check on the other, and they share a romantic midnight kiss at the top of the stairs. Ooh. 
The next morning, Brian wants to talk about this kiss, but Jenny is in a hurry to get to a meeting and asks him to put the convo on hold. After she leaves, Brian gets a job offer to go back to Wall Street. He waits all day for Jenny to return, but she's taking forever. Um, uh, So he ends up taking the job, thinking that Jenny must not be interested in him. Jenny, meanwhile, has agreed to meet with Daryl at the coffee shop. When Daryl proposes, Jenny turns him down, realizing that she isn't actually in love with him and wanting a life that she's building with Brian. But when she arrives home, Brian's bags are packed and he's waiting for a cab. Hurt, Jenny lets him leave, thinking that he's going back to the life that he wants. Separated, both Jenny and Brian are missing the other. Brian might be killing it at work, but he is thinking about Jenny and the goats and the B&B life. Jenny is missing Brian, too, but has gotten her distributor deal, which comes with enough money to buy him out. So she gives him a call, and he agrees to take off work so they can hash things out. This does not go over well with his new boss, surprise, surprise, and Brian realizes that he wants that life in Bucks County. So he returns to Pennsylvania and to Jenny for good. Sometime later, Jenny and Brian host a B&B opening party that we later learn is not a B&B opening party. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think about that. That's funny. Um, Their friends are there, and Brian proposes. Even before he's done, Jenny accepts. And since... One kiss kiss means means forever. forever! It's obvious these two will become the little old innkeeper couple that will facilitate someone else's happily ever after in the future. Plus, there are two more installments of the story, so they're clearly going to be fun. Yes. We will be covering (laughs) part of their forever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to cover all of their forever because um, once the movies are over... Their lives are over. Oh, I forgot that they disappear. Yeah. <laughs> or they, they they die at the end <laughs> of the third movie. <laughs> that one was on uh, Troops and Ghosts, Movies and Mysteries. Then a deleted it's scene. a ghost wedding. It's a ghost wedding. <laughs> ghost wedding, the wedding for ghosts. Um, anyway. <sighs> okay. Okay. So what what is what the fucky about this movie? Oh, uh, I mean a lot of it, really. But um, there's a lot of like sort of strangeness about this movie and w- what they like make sure to like hit the note on. So I feel like like this is like a paid for by like Bucks County Tourism Board, <laughs> right? Like the amount of times they say Bucks County is crazy pants yeah it's like i'm like i get it also like there's nothing distinguishing about this little like area that you are in so i don't know why like we have to say bucks county versus like i don't know you know pleasantville (laughs) true (laughs) you know like i think i think it's i think it's because maybe bucks county is notably close to new york city and notable for their farm antique bed and breakfast type yeah, getaway i'm, sh- I'm sure that's t- true to a point though they make it sound like it's like new york city is like 20 minutes away new york city is like two and a half 
hours away. I tried to look this up also <laughs> because there were some people who were like, yeah, it's an hour and a half. And then this one person was like, step aside. Let me tell you what my day looks like. These people who say an hour and a half are bonkers bananas. If you drive, you're going with traffic. It's this. If you take the transit, this is my day. I leave my house at 6. I walk into the door at my office at 845 <laughs> using transit, and it costs me $500 a month. <laughs> yeah, great. Like, well, because they're like, okay. So th- that leads me into well, this part that I like, I just lost my mind a little bit. So right at the beginning, um, you know, she gets this call from this lawyer who's like, you, you have a house. Why don't you come down to my office and we'll talk about it? In Harrisburg, he does not discuss with her where she is from, but based on the license plates of the car that she was driving, which looked like Connecticut plates, Mm -hmm. I made the, I think, relatively educated guess that she's coming from around Greenwich. She is coming from Greenwich. They talk about it in the second movie, at least. That's a four-hour drive, <laughs> according to Google. Well, what's four hours? You can put on a podcast and <laughs> But that's Spotify. like a crazy thing. Just like, just come on down. Like, it's not, that's, that's not a little trip. <laughs> I would agree. Although I feel like with, if, when you're a Hallmark woman, now that, she, now that she's quit her job or whatever, I, I think she quit it by this point, or maybe no, she hasn't yet. No, she hadn't quit by that point. She's like, four hours is nothing, you know? Yeah, sure, I can make that drive. Half car, we'll travel. I mean, I, it, it's not that she couldn't make the drive, but just, like, to do that for, like, a we can discuss terms and be like, we have to make, like, a real appointment, please. Yeah. Because this is not the world's easiest commute here. If I drive all the way there and you're not, and you're out for lunch, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> right. Like... <laughs> So I, I just had those kinds of thoughts. Totally. Um, so Speak, Speaking of her yeah. license plate really fast, though, I did appreciate that because I noticed she had an, a Connecticut license plate, too. But halfway through the movie, she gets it changed to a PA license plate. And the first three letters are like BCK. So it's like Bucks <laughs> County. <laughs> but I liked that they the, the people who made this movie made that change like de- mm-hmm. like deliberately so she now officially resides in Pennsylvania which, I, that which I think is which I think is lovely except then they did this other thing with cars that bothered the shit out of me because oh no me. okay so uh for when when Brian shows up first of all he's like I'm just gonna itch, like borrow your car and like which I was like no like you just showed up you don't get like to use this stuff necessarily mm-hmm. like his assumption that he could just like eat the food and <laughs> it's like you didn't you didn't pay for this thank you um but so he he goes to use the car or the truck that has been sitting on the property unused for a very long time mm-hmm. i do not imagine that this car has valid registration or <laughs> Or insurance. Nobody's paying that. <laughs> I mean, you, it's this, Bucks County who's who's you, monitoring this. You can't <laughs> take this car on the road. It's illegal. <laughs> I, 
having not driven a car or owned a car for the last 18 years, <laughs> I, I never would have thought about that. That's a really good point. <laughs> I don't know why I thought about it because I have not owned a car in 16 years. But for some reason, I was just like, no, you you can't just drive a car. Like, you that there are some laws about that. Like, you do need to... The car needs to be registered somewhere. Registration's in the mail, officer. <laughs> and they were worried about it not starting, and I was worried about that, too. I was like, there's no way that that car is going to go, but I'm glad it did. It went, well, and then, and if, like, it went, it got fixed to, like, a level that was, like, basically, like, well, it's kind of duct taped together, and we don't know how long this is going to last. That car... I don't know if they ever get it refixed, but it lasts for at least another couple years. <laughs> <laughs> they must and, have and stops fixed. having problems. Yeah, <laughs> um, they must have. Yes, <laughs> I would like to talk about their jobs. Okay, both of them sounds good. Both of them in the in the course of this movie leave jobs so unceremoniously that I am baffled that these two people are able to get another job after that in their chosen field if they were ever to want one. So what's funny about these movies is that and how often this occurs that never once crossed my mind because because in in these types of movies when you have a life change like that and maybe this maybe this is just kind of where I'm at in my life is I, is I feel like I, I'm not surprised that they'd get hired because a they're supposed to be the most talented people in these jobs like yeah, whatever right. she's an amazing cook he is an amazing whatever you do on Wall Street I have no idea how that works I think he's um, a stock broker I don't know what that means oh okay <laughs> I mean, I know what it means. I just yeah, don't know yeah, how no, it works. Yeah. Like, okay. And I know that they like close deals, but that has no value in my brain. Mm-hmm. So um, whatever. It's suits, jargon, 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 money, money, money. That's that's what it means to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or, or a businessman does businessman things and then a businessman. <laughs> <laughs> all about business. <laughs> it is the American way. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, that was brought to you by Sam Eagle and my terrible impression of him. Um, uh, so it it I'm not bothered by people leaving their jobs because it happens so often, and I feel like uh, there's a million things to do. I mean, it, it's it's yeah. fine because they're running their own business, but also like you know, it's just such a weird like they haven't burned any bridges, and it's like I'm. Just, sort of surprised these people like want to associate with somebody who like basically left them high and dry <laughs> and she's a cook and maybe that's not so weird I think in like chef circles because people who work in restaurants are very temperamental and will often kind of storm out and even if you leave them high and dry there will always be another kitchen who needs you somewhere mm-hmm. same with like okay. being a server like but but if you were to leave a job unceremoniously like that could you be friends with your boss would they do that i mean sure they they obviously had like a mentor kind of like yeah. respect for each other 
for her because he shows up at the end. But I, I think you'd be fine. Okay. Um, lastly, in terms of my what the fucks, how many rooms do you think this house has? Four tops. They're taking two of them. How I know. How are they? I, I like. Yeah, I just I had a lot of thoughts about like, how where where are you? Like, who's sleeping where? What? <laughs> and I, I wonder if they have like secret other rooms, like the office, like rooms that were intended to be offices that they're going to convert into sure. bedrooms, like. But I, I I thought the same thing when especially when we'll get into this in next other fewer in the next yeah. episodes when they actually start to have guests like what is the actual like how what's the actual business plan and model right. here what's the capacity of this house yeah um, yeah I uh, yes because also there's no way all of these rooms have ensuite bathrooms which bothers like I don't like sharing my bathroom with most people. bed and breakfasts don't oh they don't I don't know been to a bed and breakfast and I don't know I feel like the last time I was at a bed and breakfast, actually, you know what? I don't think I've ever been in a bed and breakfast in the States, but when I've been to them in like England or other spots, you usually, you usually share. Okay. Um, Cause it's yeah. generally out of somebody's home. Yeah. Right. So. I mean, that, that makes sense, but also I, was, I like, I like my own bathroom. I'm a spoiled bitch. What am I going to do? <laughs> I get it. Uh, <laughs> totally get it. Yeah. Did you have anything you wanted to discuss? You know, for me, um, I I I enjoy watching these movies. And besides the whole like, so he got fired, he doesn't have an apartment. Like, why does he got to come all the way to Bucks County after he gets fired? Where was he living before? Exactly. And I and I'm I'm glad you kind of we were we're talking about this because I was thinking about it and going like, did I miss something? I don't want to watch this movie again to see if like maybe he was he had like left his apartment he always sleeps in the office i have no idea um, it, it, it is not brought up but you i mean i literally thought like what does he have like a toothbrush on his desk and he sleeps under it like what it, what are we talking about here was he living with his secretary and like, <laughs> like i don't know it's a big big questions so besides just that point my my number one i won what the fuck and one kind of haha this is funny okay um so they get into a paint fight, mm-hmm. and the fr- the only thing that was on my mind is paint is so goddamn expensive. Oh, it drives me <laughs> nuts because also it's all over the floor. You have to I know. now they have to repaint the the floor part too. They've got to like strip it and sand it and like whatever, <laughs> and they're like throwing all this paint around. And sure, it's cute and whatever, but it, this is not flower, folks. Like right. <laughs> that fight cost you like a hundred bucks to have. <laughs> Um, but the my my funny kind of like haha that made me laugh um, that we'll end on is mm-hmm. when they first approach the house. Brennan Elliott has a line that says, "Man, I should have brought gloves and hand sanitizer," <laughs> <laughs> and that made me laugh as someone who is years away from 2020. <laughs> right, invest now. <laughs> uh, all right, should we jump into Hallmark Hallmarks? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, I have a red dress for an important event. Yeah. Um, we have co-inheritance. Mm. I, I'm still a little before you. Uh, expecting a proposal and not getting one. Oh, hey, that's a good point. Yeah. 
Um, uh, they have opposite temperaments. Mm-hmm. Um, our lead character is recently single. Very nice. Yes. Um, they are mistaken for a couple twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a new one that I'm very proud of. Um, meet a woman. as a, a, Be a woman. Meet another woman. Immediately use them as best friend slash therapist. Yay! <laughs> you know, that go. I didn't think about that this before this moment, but one of my favorite Hallmark Hallmarks you've ever done is uh, move to new town, become best friends with someone who's lived there their entire life who doesn't seem to have any friends. <laughs> yes, you're right. It's, it's, in, it's in that, it's in that name. <laughs> Um, here's I have a new one that we see kind of often. Use a ridiculous item as means for protection. <laughs> when she when he's he's break, trying to break into the house, she's using a wooden spoon as a weapon. <laughs> and we see that a lot. Yeah, it's, and it's often a wooden spoon because I guess they're not even that solid, guys. <laughs> no, I have broken some. Um, she has a signature butterfly necklace. Oh yeah. Uh they are uh doing a renovation. They gotta fix it up. They have a literal bump into each other. Yeah. Um technically, Grayston Holt is a rival blonde. <laughs> I love that you're doing the rival blonde is the man now. Why not? I, I love it. I don't dis- I think it's discriminate. <laughs> I, I think it's wonderful. I'm very into it. Uh I am out. My last one is stargazing. Uh, they they do look up at the stars and talk about them. Pretty parade. Pretty parade. Um, I have a couple, but I think I know the main sure one you... that we we have to talk about are the goats. The baby goats. The baby goats, specifically the baby goats, the kids. And I think Gabby's pretty damn cute too in this movie. Um, <laughs> oh, we will get into that. In other <laughs> oh, yes, we will. Yes, we will. Um, yeah, uh, I love these. I mean, baby goats, but they are some of the cutest animals you've ever seen. It's so true. They're just too cute, and they let them pick them up and like hug them and hold and them, and they go. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I can't. I'm having. Oh my god. <laughs> One of my favorite pictures of my mother is when she's like maybe 23 and she's petting a baby goat like it's a dog like behind the ears. And it's like the cutest thing I've ever seen. I love that picture. They are very cute animals. (sighs) Uh, Do you have any more pretty parades? Um, I had one. Cool. Um, And it's only a pretty parade in this movie, which again we'll get into. Um, The stove at the B&B. Is so charming in this movie. It is like an old fashion looking stove, like sort of like potbelly esque, but like ceramic. Um, My parents actually have a stove that looks a lot like this. Oh, nice. um, I was like, oh, it's like, it's like mom and dad's stove. It's lovely. Um, But it was like, it's like squat and white and kind of round. And and just looks look like if you were to think what stove should a B and B have, it 
was this it like it's not you're like you're you're it's not industrial looking it's not modern looking it looks clean but like old-fashioned and love it adorable yay um i have just two quick ones um the she's wearing this white flower dress the day after they kiss i didn't like the bottom of it but i liked the top of it it's really pretty um, and I really, really dig the box the engagement ring comes in. It's like this old-fashioned decorative, like, silver, like, box okay. with, that has, like, feet or something. It's just very okay. – it's pretty. So I have thoughts about this box. Okay. I actually don't know if I like the box or not. I, do, I don't know that I have feelings on it one way or the other. thought it was pretty. I hated it as a ring box. That's fair. It's bigger than a ring box. Yeah, I just, I was like, I don't, like, like, he holds it out like a ring box. And she says yes immediately. And my thought was, how does she know there's a ring in there? It could have been a necklace. It could have been a diadem or a tiara (laughs) or a watch. Right, like there's. Or a fountain pen. Like, how does she know there's a, there? this is a proposal. I don't, like, this box is not a ring box. And it's. It's a strange size for a ring, and the ring looks, you know, like if he had opened it and there was a P in it, it would have been just as natural looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I like the box because it sort of reminds me of, of um, like, in the old animated Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the box that has the Turkish delight. Like yeah, it, kind it of, does. It does look a, a lot like that. I think that's that. why yeah. I like okay. it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Then again, should it have candy in it? Maybe. I would still say yes if it had candy in it, the way she said yes. Do you want candy? Yes, I do. Give it to me now. All right. All right. I think you have an across the universe that you want to talk uh, about. I mean, I don't need to go into big, big details on this. Um, but um, we have to talk about the Milshan shop. Mm-hmm. Milshan shop. Uh, that is the coffee shop in this movie that was her home question mark in uh, the birthday wish. So they are using the Canada to be the not Canada. <laughs> the Bucks County. <laughs> it's Bucks County, guys. It's Bucks County. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm not going to. Not in this movie. We're not talking okay. about this in this movie. Stay have... tuned. Mm-hmm. I have one quick one that also pertains to a recent podcast episode. Okay. The the guy who is the person who she who becomes her distributor at the end, he's only in one scene. I'm pretty sure is Dementia Dad from <laughs> the <laughs> oh Valentine God, competition. <laughs> so I much preferred him in this role. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um Do you have any new and noteworthy? Um yeah, just one brief one. Okay. Um, so so she and Daryl break up at the beginning of the movie, which is not particularly new or noteworthy. But what is noteworthy about it is he seems genuinely, like, shocked and upset by it. Like, he was not expecting her to break up with him. And I, and I appreciated that reaction because generally, like, we're just not supposed to like the other guy at all because if mm-hmm. it doesn't f- – work he should be it's he's supposed to be a bad person but he seemed really like upset and i i liked that emotion i liked Mm -hmm. that genuineness yeah i hear that how about you 
Um, I have that somebody, a woman specifically, decides to go out on her own and not wait for a man in order to, like, make her own happily ever after because that's what Casey does. Casey's like, I don't know if I'm ever finding a man. I think I should buy this coffee shop and be my own boss. Hell yeah, Casey. And I was like, you go, girl. Yeah. Awesome. Do you have a supporting shout out? Gabby. Yeah, <laughs> that was mine too. <laughs> it can only be Gabby. Gabby. <laughs> it can only be this Gabby. This Gabby, yes. This Gabby. Yeah. Should we She's get into the kiss meter? All right, kiss meter. So I we have two kisses. Three. Do we have three kisses? I think we have the staircase kiss, the proposal yes. kiss. Oh, I I think it was they there are there's they kiss twice in the oh scene. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. So but we can so we can call it two. Okay. Um so for my first kiss, I actually gave it an eight. Um purely because of the ambiance. Um, I think that the silhouette of like because it's all done in silhouette, there's beautiful music and it's raining and I think that they take their time and there's a lot of tension, but I think the silhouette really serves the kiss well because I can't see it and therefore it's better. I am a hundred percent with you. Yay. The eight the it like being the the way it was done was just like, yep, that this is what I needed from this moment. Exactly yep. correct. Eight. I will even go on a limb and say I think this is one of the most romantic kisses in a Hallmark movie that I've seen. Okay. I think that's relatively fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kiss number two. Kiss number two. I gave a seven. I said it was mm-hmm. fine, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I don't really like all the people around, and it was yep. kind of smushy. Okay. But it was fine. All right. I also gave it a seven. We are on the same page here. Hey, Hannah. <laughs> um, I said it was very static. Like they they put their lips together and then become statues. <laughs> um, and you know this is this is the way she's built. It just like it doesn't do it for me. Lacey's lips feel like they go really far out from her face when she kisses Mm. and it's just it just doesn't I don't know there's something weird looking about it to me that I'm just like not it just like doesn't lend itself to like pretty kissing huh I I don't know if I've ever had that problem but I totally understand what you mean but Mm -hmm. I will say that like we haven't done so many Lacey Chabert movies we're getting there but I don't know if we've really liked any of her kisses. Yeah, no, I th- I think there's like it feels like her lips go really far away from her face. I also think she's got somewhat of a prominent jawline. Yeah, and she and me both. It just I don't know, like her her lips feel like they are or her, her face shape I don't know feel like it's more conducive to the like see you later sweetheart pecs. Than like a passionate kiss on a movie. Interesting. Screen. Look. Interesting. Well, I guess we'll find out in the next couple movies. <laughs> so, Katie, uh, 
Would you watch this movie? Would you recommend others watch this movie? I for sure will. Like, for all it's, like, kind of what the fuckiness. I think that all this movie, um, A, I feel like this series for Lacey Chabert and Brennan Elliott are particularly good with them. Um, I, I like them as a couple in these movies. I think they're both fun. I think they both sort of let themselves go in like having fun with the roles in ways that they don't in other Hallmark movies. And I also just think that this, like the story is sweet and the side characters are adorable. I love the people in the town. Uh, we are, I, I feel sad that we haven't mentioned him already, but Ed Asner is in this movie. Um, he's very cute as a, an old man. <laughs> Given his advice, just there. he's just there. <laughs> you know, he knew he knew the Aunt Emily who owned the bed and breakfast before they inherited it, and um, so he's always a a dear to watch. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, how about you, Hannah? I am on the fence. Fascinating. I know so this is a this is a pretty well loved franchise, and I'm like no shade to anybody who is like these are the best movies ever. Um, I'm a bit lukewarm on it, not to tip my hand too much, but I do think this is the best of the three, mm. but if I have to watch Lacey Chabert and Brendan Elliott, I want them to solve mysteries and I'd rather watch some solve mysteries. Thank you. However, would you argue <laughs> that this kiss is better than the kiss that we oh, finally 100. got? 150,000%. That was such a disappointment. I've I've rarely felt that left let down by much of anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely facts. Like I didn't realize how invested I was until I lost my mind. Um yeah, no, I mean like I think these are totally watchable movies. I think this one, I, I think it's the best because I feel like they did not plan for this to be a trilogy, that this mm. was made and then it was so well liked that they made more. Mm. That's the feeling of it that I get. Yeah. It feels like it ends because it also, we'll discuss it a little bit more, but like this movie and franchise suffers from what I like to call the Lion King problem, um, which is that. I don't feel like anybody watched the end of movie one before jumping into movie two. It no longer matches. <laughs> the, uh, the Teen Beach movie problem? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I hear um, that. I totally understand that. So, you know, I, 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 prefer, I prefer them as sleuths. I don't hate this movie by any means. I'm just lukewarm on it. Totally. I, I feel like it's okay to be divided, but I will say that if you were to say, if I were, if someone who had never seen a Hallmark movie what came up to me and said, what is the most Hallmarky of all Hallmark movies? This is the one that I would give them. That it's I think the least that is offensive. Very fair. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Least offensive, I, the sweetest. Yeah. So I, I, if you're looking for it, this yeah, is the this, one. This is a pretty easy, like, shallow end of the pool get your feet wet yeah hallmark you won't movie. want to hate your life and not watch a, hall on a hallmark movie after this it'll be sweet enough and you'll go okay i understand yeah. yeah and then we'll give you other movies to watch where you can join the dark side with us 
<laughs> yeah, I think that's that's sort of where I'm at. Is like I no longer care as much for the ones that I'm like eh, about because I have seen. I don't even know how many of these movies at this point. Ten million. Hundreds of them. Well, <laughs> they produce at least a thousand million in one year, and we watch them all. So, speaking of the ones they produce, Hannah, what can they do to find us and tweet with us? You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those fun places where one kiss means forever, where the one and the four are numerical. Um, and, you know, we try to do the premieres, um, live tweets. It's really fun. Love so it. much fun. So much fun. We've made good friends. And if you ever feel like emailing us for like whatever reason, maybe you got some pictures of Bucks County or I don't know, <laughs> you can email those to us at uh, one kiss means forever at gmail.com. And that's all spelled out like it is on our logo. Uh, and thank you, as always, to Flint Pastors for his intro outro music. And you can find his stuff on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Uh, and make sure that you take a minute or two to rate and review us on your favorite podcast catcher facility platform <laughs> platform <laughs> app yeah that hovel <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> we'll see you we'll see you next time for the second installment of all my heart so we lied it's not all of my heart because there is more <laughs> <laughs> see you next time bye bye Arbor suit? Arbor suit? Mm hmm.